opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, hi everybody. This is Ron Miller and welcome to ACB Communities. So today we are going to cover a broad topic and uh, we'll see how we do on it. Uh, We are going to talk about what's new in JAWS and ZoomText 2024. And by extension, we are going to talk about what's new in Fusion 2024 because Fusion is a fusion of JAWS and ZoomText. Let me take a moment and let us drop a parenthesis in here. I think this is pretty well known, but I'm going to explain what Fusion is briefly because I still encounter people who talk about running Fusion, uh, you know, is... Do I need Fusion? Is Fusion different from JAWS or different from ZoomText? And Fusion isn't a thing that you run. There is no Fusion application, no Fusion program, um, at least not one from from Vespero. Uh, So that you know, when you have a Fusion license, when you install Fusion, I put that in quotes, what you are getting is, excuse me, an installation of JAWS, and zoom text and when you run the fusion install install <laughs> uh, what happens is a jaws icon and a zoom text icon and a fusion icon are full all, speech oops, sorry speech mute i'm doing that are all placed on the desktop so that somebody has ready access to either only jaws functionality so speech and braille output Zoom text functionality, so screen magnification and all of the screen enhancements that Fusion brings uh, to the table when you're when you're using your screen with low vision, or a fusion of both. If you need to have screen magnification and speech output or Braille output or or both speech and Braille, uh, you can do that. So you could conceivably have screen magnification and enhancement plus speech plus Braille all running together. And that's what fusion is. It is a a fusion, a smirching together. Smirching is an engineering term, meaning to forcibly <laughs> uh, commingle. A smirching together of JAWS and ZoomText. And there's a cooperation that happens between JAWS and ZoomText. JAWS handles all of the speech in Braille. ZoomText handles all of the visual aspect of this. Uh, so, And you'll find that there are people who find this very useful. Some people, their vision will change during the day. And they may start in the morning and rely more on uh, visual use of the screen, of the mouse, of reading text, those kinds of things. And then uh, as the day progresses, either they're, you know, they become fatigued or, you know, for other reasons, uh, they, they need to rely on speech and have some speech output. Or maybe they've got vision and they can navigate the screen but for reading, they're not super fast, and so they use speech. They rely on speech. I know some folks that are um, they're deafblind, and they, they're low vision, and so they will use screen magnification and Braille output. So there's a, a lot of use cases for wanting JAWS and Zoom text up and running at the same time, and it's handy to be able to just click on the Fusion icon or create a, uh, a keyboard shortcut that launches or... Uh, that launches Zoom Text and JAWS by launching Fusion, by invoking that Fusion icon, I guess I should say. So in a big nutshell, that's what Fusion is. 
It is a combination of both. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about JAWS. Okay. And what's new in JAWS. One of the most exciting things around, at least for me as somebody who does video conferencing and, um, you know, I'm on Zoom and on Microsoft Teams. We have to do these things. Uh, there we go. Uh, we are often on camera now. And if you're doing stuff with family, with friends, with church, with other groups, uh, you're going to online meetings. Uh, people like to see a face. They want a face to associate with the voice. So we are often called upon to have our, cam- our cameras up and running and active. And there is Always, if you can't see the self-image that's on the screen uh, to adjust things, there's always the chance that you are not centered in the frame of your picture or you're facing the wrong way, you know, turned the wrong way. (laughs) Um, uh, There are times you started your conference and it's late in the day or early in the morning and you had neglected to turn on lights, any of those things. And so it can be um, funny at best and embarrassing at worst if somebody says, hey, man, you're not looking at the camera. Hey, you know, your picture is dark. I, uh, a group of, of men from church, we all meet together at 6.30 in the morning, which is early for me because I'm not a morning person. We meet together once a week and we have a prayer time. And rather than actually bringing all of us to a place physically, uh, we just meet using Zoom. And we share and we pray together and we have a really good time. And then we take off and I go back to work and I think they all start their days. Uh, I start work normally at six. So now Elizabeth, my boss, knows that between 6.30 and 7, one day a week, I'm I'm doing a prayer time. I do work late. (laughs) I add a half hour, Liz, to that. Um, I'll work late that day to make up the hour or I'll get up earlier, which is really painful, and uh, add the half hour to the beginning. Um, of the day to make up for that hour that I step away. But uh, last week I checked in and they all said, Hey, you know, there's Ron, except we can't see you. (laughs) I'd forgotten to turn the light on. So you need that information sometimes uh, to, to know, uh, you know, how you're looking on the video call. So, you know, before I join a video call, I want to make sure that I've got everything set up right. Um, up to and including the fact that I've selected the correct camera. So we have a new feature called Face in View. And Face in View helps by alerting us to, to key visual details, okay, details about our, our picture, our video image. So the details that are covered are, is my face centered in the view? Am I looking directly at the camera? Is the lighting adequate? Okay, the other day, my, the light was off. They couldn't see me. Uh, Are there additional items in the picture, which I think is interesting. Uh, So to activate face in view, you ready? You'll press insert plus space, followed by the letter F. Think of F for face, face in view. And the letter O. I don't have a good mnemonic for the letter O. (laughs) So insert space F and then the letter O. And this is a toggle command. When you are done using face in view, You'd press insert F followed by insert space. Sorry, I'm going to say it all clearly here. You'd press again, insert space followed by F and then O again to turn this off. Okay. And face and view will continually monitor your face position 
and the lighting level, and it will report. So if anything changes, I'm sitting here and I tilt my head or something, it's going to let me know. So let me activate that and we can have a practical demonstration of how that works. Okay, here we go. So insert space. Followed by F. I should give you speech. Sorry. Get your speech back on. Full speech. That's better. Insert space. Space. Followed by F as in face. Face and view. Oh, look at that. And then O. Opening face and view. Using C922 Pro Stream webcam. Face and view. You are centered. You are pointing to center. Brightness is normal. Ooh, I did pretty well. My camera is in a fixed position since I do these kind of things all the time. If I turn my head... Turn your head right. You are pointing to center. Now, I've turned my head to the left. It says turn your head right. I'll, I'll tilt my head way back. Turn your head right. No face detected. Okay, so it's looking at kind of the bottom of my chin and my throat. So I'll turn my... Head. You are centered. Turn your head right. You are pointing to center. Okay, I turned my head right and I'll put my head back normal. <laughs> Tell me, come on. So I guess it liked the way it looked. Let's turn your head left. Okay. You are pointing to center. Pointing to center. So it'll it'll tell us those things. If anything changes, I tilt my head. Uh, okay, I tilted it. Doesn't really detect that as well. Tilt your head down. Oh. You are pointing to center. Okay, so it did figure it out. There we go. And I again pointing to center. So this stuff is automatically announced. Um you can I can use the tab or the arrow keys to review information. Tab. Graphic. Number of faces. One. All I'm doing is pressing tab. Face location. X equals 60%. Y equals 56%. Okay. Face location. X equals 60%. Y equals 57%. Face location. X equals 60%. Y equals 56%. Face location, X equals 60%, Y equals 57%. Face low, brightness, 53%. Brightness, 50%. Frame processing time, 54ms. Frame processing time, 48ms. Frame camera device, 1. C922 Pro Stream Webcam. Okay, now I moved to a place where there aren't dynamic changes being made. All I did was tab through this. You heard a number of things. Um, you heard the X and Y axis. So if you are... Uh, if you've got kind of a, uh, a bent toward that, you could visualize the screen, um, horizontal and vertical axes, and you get a percentage of how far along my face, my head, whatever you want to put it, um, is is on both the horizontal and vertical. If it was 50X and 50Y, I would be perfectly positioned top and bottom centered and left and right centered. And I was... 60% and 57%. So I was slightly, I was 10% farther over in the image and uh, 7% from the, from 7% more from the top than from the bottom, 57 versus 50%. I'm not going to sit and, and try and dance around <laughs> uh, and get myself, uh, you know, that to be 50-50, but you can certainly do that, Okay. You can select the camera, as you heard. Once you're in that camera layer there, just use up and down arrows uh, to select. I've only got two cameras. I've got the, the computer's camera, and I've got the... Um, I've got the, uh, the, the web stream camera that I'm using. So if I want to invoke some specific information, 
and I want detail information, um, I can do insert plus F, uh, sorry, insert space F followed by D. So insert space. Space. F. Face and view. D, like delta. Location 36% horizontally and 54% vertically. You are centered. You are pointing to center. Brightness is normal. Okay. So that'll break that down. You notice I am off to one side horizontally right now. I, I'm turning a little and reading notes um, on, a, on a second Braille display. If I just want uh, JAWS to speak the brightness, I can press insert space. Space. And then followed by F. Face and view. And then L for brightness level or L for light level. Brightness is normal. Okay. If I want a background description, this is kind of handy. Um, I can press insert space followed by F and then P. And it uses the picture smart feature to try and look at the image and describe what's in view. So if I press insert F, uh, sorry, insert space. Space. F. Face and view. P. Papa. Picture smart is in progress. Heading level two caption is a person brushing the teeth. <laughs> I... Heading level five total number of faces in this photo is one. I'm just arrowing down through this. Heading level four, these objects appear in the photo. Chest of drawers, picture frame. Heading level four, this object probably appears in the photo. Okay, I won't go through the whole description. There is a chest of drawers in a picture frame because um, in the corner office, that I now occupy. I get to work from home and I actually have a much bigger desk here at Miller's Manor than I do at, at the uh, Vespero office to set up uh, my, my mixer board and all the stuff that's in use. Um, I've got a huge desk here uh, in the corner of the guest bedroom. So there is a chest of drawers. There's a picture frame. I am not brushing my teeth, um, though I, I will occasionally shave and uh, do other. No, I don't. <laughs> But so the the initial impression, oh, I know why. I am sitting and I've got a, a boom microphone. I use a, a soloist microphone. So it's held in front of me um, on a boom. So it is much easier for me to stay hands free. And it is interpreting that microphone as a toothbrush. That makes that makes sense. Okay. So when you're done with this description, you can press escape. Escape camera device one C920. Stop that. Um, and you're back into the uh, 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 the face and picture uh, interface. And I'm sorry about the dogs in the background if they're not being filtered out. You can, you can adjust the detection confidence level. That's insert space F U. Think of that as uncertainty, the degree of uncertainty. And this is useful um, if you're in a, uh, a situation and you're getting a sporadic, no face detected message, even though you know you're in front of the camera and you haven't moved. Uh, for whatever reason, because of the background and foreground and other uh, conditions, um, the face and view is falsing and uh, not, yeah, uh, suddenly thinks your face has disappeared. Yeah, go ahead. Ron, um, we already have a hand up. Do you want to, uh, are you going to be calling for questions at a particular time or? I can do hands. Give me a moment. Let me just kind of finish the thought. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say that we recommend you keep the the confidence level at 75%, but raising that detection confidence level, uh, say to 80% or lowering it down to 70 or 60 or whatever, um, that can improve consistency and allows you to fine tune uh, face recognition given the environment that you're in, right? So 
if you've got the time and the inclination, you can play with that. So that is okay. that is how that works. Yeah, go ahead with your question. This okay, is Roger. This... Hey, Roger. I, I'm. I just. I didn't understand whether this uh, this whole facial thing is in Jaws or in uh, or in uh, the other thing. Yeah, I mean, is it? Is it? Is it? You just have Jaws. Is it? Do you have that too? Yes, it, it would be. It would be in Jaws. Um, if you're running Fusion, you'd have it as well. <clears throat> Remember, as I said, Fusion is just Jaws and Zoom Text running together, right? Um, okay, but the thing is, but it's part of uh, it's part it's of Fusion, Jaws. really. I mean, it's part of the, the visual program. The it's not part of just Jaws. If you have just Jaws, uh, it's a, it's a part of Jaws. Um, if you're actually looking at the screen visually, you would be able to probably detect your picture. <laughs> you need to move right. I know. I mean, yeah. you are up. centered. Thank you. Yeah. Just so it's, it's jaws. You can a new jaws feature, right? Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Roger. So remember, I said that this uh, the command to turn uh, face and view on is a toggle. Let's turn face and view off. I was reaching over to turn off the light. Um. And of course, it's telling me that I have moved, which I have. You need to move right. I've got to reach. You need to move up and right or adjust your camera. And let's turn lights. You off. are centered. And the light is out. And I'm going to press insert space. Space. Followed by F. Face and view. And then O. Closing face and view. Zoom. Okay. So that turns that off. Okay. It's okay. a toggle. And you do have another raised hand also. Okay, go ahead with the question. When you are ready, okay, let me sure, no allow them to talk. Yes. There we go. Okay, you should be able to unmute. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Yeah, I like that idea of of jaws, you know, like uh telling you if you're if your if your head's turning left or right or all that and stuff like that, I mean that's I think that sounds pretty good. That's pretty neat. Yep. Well, feel free to play with it. It's it's in Jaws twenty twenty four. If you've uh, installed a new version, you've got that, and you can certainly mess with it. I found it to be useful. Um, you know, so yeah, it's there's a new feature. The thing I would tell everybody is uh, the only limitation is you've got to actually do this before you use the camera. So. Let's say you're going into a Zoom meeting or a, a Microsoft Teams meeting or something, or Skype meeting. Um, when the camera is in use by another application, JAWS can't look at it and access it because it's being used by another app. So you, you do your face and view, get yourself all oriented, turn off face and view. And then, for example, in this meeting, if I was going to do this, I would turn face and view off, and then I would go start my video. And I'd have oh, to kind of stay really in the green. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Okay. Let's see. What? Go ahead. No, looks like we have no raised hands. All righty. Well, I'm going to talk about another feature that I am really excited about as a Brailster. And um, that is uh, the new split Braille feature. Uh, it's new in JAWS 2024. Uh, that's why I've got the Braille viewer turned on. So those of you who can see the screen can look at this. This is this is a powerful tool. This is one of those, why didn't we do this a long time ago kind of tools, okay? 
Um, Split Braille allows us to uh, view content from two different locations on the same, uh, on two different, okay, let me start over. I'm going to say this right. It allows us to view uh, content from two different locations and we can view them on one Braille line. Okay, we've got several types of views to choose from. So if I turn split Braille on, my Braille display is split into two halves, which we have called region one and region two. And there are two vertical lines which are displayed between the two regions to show the separation. So you can feel these two vertical lines. Um, if you are curious, it's dots uh, four, five, six, uh, and dots one, two, three. So they're squished close together. Um, and it's it's not restricted to displays of any size. Uh, if your display is compatible, obviously the focus braille display is. Uh, Humanware has already jumped on this. Um, you know, we we make this information available, and the, the manufacturer needs to spin their their braille driver. Um, so if you've got a brilliant already, uh, it's it's already compatible with that. So uh, I. I, I, I've, I think this is good. We're going to dig a little deeper. So, but it's, it's, it's not restricted to say the 80 cell display, which is what I'm using it with now on my computer that I've got my notes on that we're working through. It's a 40 cell display and I've used it with that. In fact, it's not just a 40 cell display. It's an old focus Braille display. <laughs> this has been around from about 2008 and it displays it just fine. So enable in order to enable split view, you ready? In order to enable Braille split view, you're going to press Alt plus Insert plus V, Victor. Alt, Insert, V. Okay, Alt, Insert, V. And that opens up a dialog that lets you select the view that you're going to use. If you're using a focus Braille display, if you're using a focus Braille display, you can press left shift, dots, one, two, seven. Left shift dots one two seven. Okay, the dialog opens, and you're you're placing the list of available views. We're going to look at that right now, and then we're going to talk about what those views are. I'll try and demonstrate a few. Ready? So, I can press either Insert Alt V or Left shift dots one two seven. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Alt. Oh, sorry. I'll say it this way: Insert Alt V. Alt Insert V. Either way. Select Braille view dialog. List one, list view, no split. So the first view available is no split. And no split is just that. There is no split, okay? Um, the next one down, if I just press down arrow. Buffered text. Is buffered text. Annotations. I'm just going to arrow down so you can hear this. Attribute indicators. Speech history. Translation split. JAWS cursor, window text. And that's the last one. Let's press escape. Escape, zoom. It takes us out of there. Now, by default, when we're doing some of these views, um, we're looking at buffered text. We're looking at the location of the JAWS cursor. The location, um, your current location where your active cursor is, is displayed in the left side of the display or region one. And the other view, the split view, is in region two on the right side of the display. If you want, you can change this. You can open the select Braille view dialog we were just at. 
and tab, and there is a swap split button. So you'll tab to that, okay? Um, and for most views, you can independently navigate in the second view, the split view. You can even select text in the split region uh, and copy it, and then you, you'll paste it to your uh, uh, wherever your active location is, okay? When you're looking at a split view, you can navigate that second view. You use the right nav rocker on a focus to pan your region two display, to pan through the document, through the text, through whatever's there. And you would use the right rocker bar to move up and down by line. To select any text in region two, um, for say for copying and pasting into a document, um, and that even, even if you're looking at like, um, you're looking at MathML and you've got a math expression on the right side, uh, you press a shift button along with a cursor router at the beginning of the text that you want. And then you navigate to the end of the block of text you want to select. And just like when you're selecting text in a regular document, um, you would press the uh, cursor route, uh, sorry, the shift key and a cursor router at the spot you want to stop or end your text selection. And what's really cool about this is when you press the command to at the at the end of the block of text, uh, that block of text is automatically selected, uh, or it's not selected, it's automatically copied to your clipboard. So once again, if you've got uh, some text in that right-hand region two view, you can navigate to the beginning of the text that you want to copy or select. You don't have to copy it. Uh, and you'd press shift button and the cursor router at the beginning of that text block. Navigate to the end of the block of text you want to copy or select. Keep missaying that. So enter the, navigate to the end of the text you want to select. Uh, press a shift button and a cursor router at the end of that block. And the text is selected and it's automatically copied to the clipboard. So then you can always move to a document, a, a location, email, whatever, where you want to paste that text and just use the standard um, control V command to paste it. Okay. So that's pretty straightforward um, as you're navigating through. So let's talk about what these do. Um, I've already told you that no split. It just, your Braille display looks like it would normally look. In buffered text, if you've got the buffer text view up, um, this captures the text at your current location, and it places it in a buffer which is displayed on the right half of the split line. So once the buffer is created, you can navigate to any location in that current uh, uh, buffered document. You can switch to a completely different document on the left side on your active cursor, and the buffered text will remain there. So you could go grab some text from a document, move to another document or go to a web page or go to an email. And um, it's your buffer text is still there. Okay. If I have text selected, I can alt tab to my inbox and do a new message, or I could alt tab to a word document or notepad or whatever. And then I can work in my buffered side of the display. Like we talked about before, I could um, select and copy text and paste it into um, where the active uh, cursor is located. Now, you know, that's that's useful. I can copy information between two sources. Um, 
But it's also, if I'm not going to copy anything, not going to select anything, I may want to have a block of text sitting in the buffer that I want to refer to as I'm navigating the web or something. Let's say there's a, a uh, I've got an email. And in that email is, oh, I'll tell you what, what I would use it for and plan to, is if I am at a website, say a business's website, and they've given me a phone number and then some instructions on how to navigate the phone menus, <laughs> I'll copy that block of text and stick it in the buffer. And then I can go for the notes that I've created for this call. Maybe I'm looking up an email that I want to reference during my call or whatever. And um, the phone number and uh, phone menu information will stay over on region two on the right side. And I can open up this reference document or reference email um, on region one. So I can look back at that string and I can also you know, reference the material. Uh, if you're doing an exam and you're having to fill in questions, you might want to select the, the question and have that in the buffered view. And in your active side, on the left side where your active cursor is, you can sit down and write your answer under the question, or if there's a space provided somewhere else in the document further down, you can be composing your answer and you don't have to keep jumping back up to the question to look at it and then back down. I did this a lot in college. I had professors who their question, their quiz, their quizzes were, you know, 20 multi-part questions. <laughs> and so each question in quotes was five sub questions. And so I had to keep writing my answer, writing my answer, then navigate back up, look at the question, do my answer, look at the question. So you could put this in a buffer. I could just copy that whole question, drop it into the buffer, and uh, then go out and write my answer. And uh, the question's still in the buffer, in buffered view. So I think you get the idea. Um, you, can, you can control the size of the text that is buffered. When you invoke buffered view, um, it can give you paragraph. It'll grab the paragraph at the, buff, uh, at the current location. It can actually take the whole document up to 64 megabytes. So let's say I, I want to have the whole, just to keep my thought here, uh, I've got a, a test document with the questions and spaces to fill in the answers. I could set buffered view to take the whole document, and that way I can read up and down through the whole thing. It could also select or buffer selected text. Okay. So... If I've selected a block of text somewhere and I do the buffer view, the text I've selected could show up in region two. Okay, so let's look at this really quick. Remember, insert alt V. Select braille view dialog, list one, list view, no split. Arrow down. Buffered text. So buffered text. Now let's, let's tab. Read only edit. Focused control buffer text from the current document. So a little bit of a help block there, just like you find in setting center. Let's press tab again. OK button. Alt plus O. Tab. Cancel button. Alt plus C. Tab. Default button. Alt plus D. Swap split button. Alt plus S. This swap split. Remember we talked about how you could swap the two regions. Options button. Alt plus O. Here's my options button. I'll press space. Space, zoom, buffer unit dialog, list one, list view, paragraph. So I could buffer a paragraph. Let's press down arrow. Document up to 64 KB. I said megabytes. I'm sorry. 64 KB. Glad it was there to correct me. Down arrow. Selected text. Down arrow. 
clipboard text. Okay, so if you've got text in the clipboard, especially if you're doing copy and append on the clipboard, so you've grabbed a bunch of stuff from a lot of sources, you can view the clipboard text down arrow, and that's it. Selected text arrow. document up to 64 KB. If I wanted to do that document we talked about, I could press tab. Okay, button Zoom. Alt plus okay. O space. Okay, now I, I don't have Zoom. Oh, there it goes. So what you're seeing on the Braille line is uh, to the left, we've got a blank line right now. So I don't have anything open. I'll get us to a document. And on the right line, you see that the two vertical splits or vertical lines showing a split. Let's see where we are. Title is Zoom. So let's go. Launch meeting Zoom webinar blindness tech web St. Pete Zoom. Oh, I missed it. Blind web St. Pete docs word leaving table St. Pete docs word. Where's my St. Pete file? Let's do this buffer text again. I'll do the command again. Which I won't tell you a third time. You remember it, right? Select Braille view dialog. List one, list view, buffer text, two of eight. Buffer text. Options, button, alt, planter. Buffer unit dialog. List one, document up to 64KB, two of, OK button, enter. Edit. So now, we have on the split view, uh, on the left, St. Petersburg, Florida, and on the right, St. Petersburg, Florida, in the two regions. But I can move my document down. I'll press the left rocker bar and move my active cursor down by line. Blank. Heading level one introduction. Blank. From the sparkling blue waters of a modern downtown waterfront to... Etc. On the right side is the document, and it's still showing St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, you, I don't have any speech for you because this is Braille, but I can arrow down, and I've got a sentence that says, we have a growing economy, um, a, major, a major league baseball team, and year-round, excuse me, year-round sunshine. I'm going to select that. Let's get back up to we, and I'll press the shift key plus the cursor router over the W and we. Okay. All text you select must be in the same document. Yes, thank you. Let's try this again. All text um, you select must. There we go. Selecting text. Yeah, that's better. And I will move down through, and I'll. Select all after till after sunshine. Going to do it for me or not? Okay, I've got fat fingers. <laughs> when you're ready, you do have a raised hand. All right, let me give it a shot one more time here. It's uh, getting pick up. It doesn't like my. Uh, all text you select must be in the same document window. Which it is. Okay. All text. All right, but doesn't like my fat fingers. Let's go ahead and take our question because time is passing. Okay, Scott? Yes. Um, Ron, I'm curious. First of all, uh, if and when... When using Braille, um, mm -hmm. does JAWS currently have a, have a um, I guess it'd be in like an on-off type feature that shows visually on the screen what is what the Braille display, where the Braille display is. And to go along with that, with this split Braille, so then does it show, is, is there any kind of visual indication on the screen for, yeah. sorry, for the benefit of sighted? folks who are looking at, say, if someone 
like a sighted and you know and a braille user working together mm-hmm. um does it does it show visually on the screen both with normal braille and split braille what the braille display is showing it does it does yeah and that should be up now the, the jaws braille viewer shows a representation oh. of what is actually being displayed on the braille display and that i should have that turned on um, so what everybody should be seeing is a representation of an 80 cell braille display. And uh, so on the left is the active region, the two vertical lines, and on the right is the buffered region. Um, and you're seeing, you would see that in both braille dots and in text. So if you've got somebody who can sight read braille, they can see that. If you've got somebody who doesn't sight read braille, they get a, a print representation of what's on the display. Or, uh, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, um, if, uh, if, if um, and it likewise, would there be accommodation, like if, say, if you had a JAWS user and a, like, say, if you were running Fusion and you had, like, a total and a low vision mm-hmm. person working together, they, they, could, they could show that, show all of that magnified in some way so that they could. Well, it would it would magnify, of course, because Zoom Text is, okay. is doing its thing now. There's a practical limit if, if magnific again to to magnify the screen as magnification increases, less yeah. is less will fit on the screen because everything's right. Bigger. Of course, if you're up at a really high magnification, yeah. I don't know how much of that's going to actually show up yeah. without moving the mouse to move the focus around. But yeah. Yes, it'll well, be. in the same way that, I guess in the same way, the Braille display is only showing so much of the screen at one time anyway. So Sure, of course. That sort of there goes is, along with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. I, I was just curious about that because I thought it could nope. come in handy for some folks. It, you know, working. It is. It's a good question. Thanks. Okay. So another view available. And you do have another one. Uh, when you're ready. Okay, let me cover this, and then we'll we'll take another question. Um, another view available is annotation view. An annotation view is really primarily useful in Word and other text editors uh, that will include annotations. So if you've got annotations in a document and you've got annotation view turned on, um, your your regular text, the document text is shown in region one, and as you're reading, if you come across an annotation. That annotation shows up in Braille in region two. So that lets you read through uh, and the, the annotations will pop, if you will, <laughs> um, on, the, on the right half of the display. And then once you've read past it, the entire display goes back to showing the text. Okay, There's no split until you hit another annotation and then that shows up at the right side of the display. So you immediately see your annotations. They're in context. Um, it's, it's really pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, I think you'll like this one if you take some time to check it out. Remember, you'll have to enable. Remember, we talked about uh, annotations and comments just what, last week, I guess. So remember from last week, if not, go grab that archived um, communities webinar we did. Because I want to tell you, to make this work best, you're going to enable all markup view in Word. And I'm not going to go back right now on, on how to tell you how to do that. But listen to the uh, uh, the webinar we just recently did. Uh, another, I'll get your question in half a sec. Another uh, view that's available is attributes indicator. This one is also very cool. If you are familiar with attributes view in JAWS, you can set your Braille display to indicate whatever attribute attributes <laughs> are applied to the words in the text. And you will see 
an indicator for every single character there. So if I have the word dog and dog is just in normal, uh, no attributes, no styles applied, I would just say, I would see the letters instead of D-O-G on the display. When I switched to attributes view, I would see N-N-N for normal, normal, normal. If I wrote dog and it is bolded, then the attributes would show the letter B, 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 B. If it's bolded and underlined, the attributes switches between B and U, bold, underlined, bold, underlined. Well, what's nice is as you're reading, you would see the text you're reading on the left side of your display, the region one, the right side of the display in region two shows the same letters, so corresponding to the words you're reading, but the attribute indicator is there. So if you're editing text, if you're trying to be sure you've got all your underlines and bolds and other things all in place, turn on attributes view and you can read along on the left and the attributes will be reflected immediately right there. So you don't have to switch back and forth between uh, a structured view, let's say, and the attributes view. Okay, the question. Hey, I believe uh, this is Stephanie. Go ahead. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello again. Uh, My question is, how does does, uh, split Braille work? You know, how do you... uh... Hey, you were with me earlier. Do you remember the command? <laughs> you don't remember? You want to turn it on by pressing insert and oh, yeah. insert alt space. and V. No, not insert space. That's that's oh. uh, face and view. Oh, no, I had a phone call. I didn't hear that. Oh, you missed that piece. That okay. All right. Yeah. But it's insert space. Oh, sorry, now I'm saying space. Insert alt, insert alt V for view, for split view. Insert alt V. And that turns it on, and you put in a dialogue where you arrow up and down, and you select the view that you want, okay? Insert okay. Alt-V. It'll be in the webinar. We, we covered it. We good? Okay. So the next view is speech history. This is really handy um, because you can put the speech history in Region 2, so as you're reading stuff, you can pan back up through the speech history, see what's been spoken. And as you know, uh, a lot of times what's spoken is much less cryptic or more detailed than what is shown on the display, since the display output uh, a lot of times is um, kind of a compressed version because you only have so many cells to play with. Um, so when you when your view, when this view is active, the display region shows your currently focused text. The other region shows text from the JAWS speech history. And, you know, you might want to use that um, if you're in Teams. Um, you can verify the spelling of somebody's name who joins the meeting. So, you know, um, I, I can't think of a name that's be tough for me to spell. But anyways, <laughs> somebody joins, you can look at speech history and you'd see their name. Um, you could see who's talking. You could watch um, chat stuff go by. I know in Zoom, uh, I'm going to start using this because in Zoom, People send stuff to the chat and you miss it. It goes by fast and it's gone. So you could just reach back through speech history and see that. So there's a number of applications. Uh, Folks who are deafblind might want to keep track of what's being said, uh, depending on the context uh, and what they're doing. So there's some reasons you'd want to actually do that. Translation input is another one of the uh, split views you can do. This is cool because you can have the display split. And in region one is your text. So, for example, let's say I've got my text in Region 1 set up for UEB contracted Braille. Well, I've got somebody who's learning UEB, 
if I set up um, my display so that uh, when in translation view, I have UEB, my regular text in region one, I can have it show uncontracted UEB in region two. And I say that specifically because you don't want to show them computer braille. That's a whole other braille code to learn. But if we're learning, especially for an adult practicing braille, I'm, I'm learning how to read contracted UEB. Well, I can have my helper right there in braille. I can have literary braille. So my punctuation looks right, but it'll all be in uncontracted braille. And I can uh, read through and confirm my signs, all that kind of stuff. So on one side is contracted, on the other side is uncontracted, for example. JAWS cursor, you can set it up so that in region two, you're looking at the cursor, uh, the JAWS cursor at a, at a location in your open window. And on the left, you're seeing where the active cursor is. This is cool if you're watching a status bar update, um, if you're looking for messages to pop, that kind of thing. So that's another view available to you. There's a bunch of these. Um, and then Windows view. Uh, this doesn't work on all windows. I've been playing with it. Um, but you can park it in a window where this is, you know, where this is available. You can have it in a window. So in region one is the window view you want to set up. And then you can navigate away from that window. Region two shows the window in which you are actively working, but you can still watch this window that you want to view in region one. Um, let me briefly touch on some application specific views that come into uh, availability in, in, for example, in Excel, um, you can make JAWS behave as always, or you can have your active view in region one and the monitor cells that you set up, they'll show up in region two. So you can watch them both at the same time. Um, you can have active view on one and then put your row and column totals. If you're having, you know, you've got equations working, adding rows and columns showing up in region two. That's cool if you're watching things and you've got to watch those totals change as you make changes to rows and columns. If you've got totals running, you'll see those totals change. You can do uh, titles and formulas in region one and your active uh, cell in region two. So a number of those things. If you're in Outlook, you can have, if you've got the preview pane enabled, you can go up and down your um, view of messages, your message view, your list view, and the preview pane will show up in region two. So you can see in, in the current version of Outlook, you can have the preview show you one, two, or three lines of the message. So you can preview a message without having to open it. In PowerPoint, you can see speaker's notes. Okay. So there's a, a bunch of stuff you can do with split view. We've got some additions to Teams view. In Microsoft Teams, we show the chat history now. Um, when you're editing a Teams message, chat history can be displayed in region two. Um, there's a number of things. Let me skip forward here. I filled our time. <laughs> so uh, any other highlights for JAWS? Oh, in Teams, there's a new command for managing calls. Uh, if you've got a call coming in, you know, Teams is telling you there's a call. For me, honestly, it's always been a scramble to get around to the Teams window. I have three or four other things open, and I'm Alt-Tab, 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 and I'm trying to get there, and I miss the call. I overshoot. Now, if you've got an incoming call, you can press Alt-Windows-C, Charlie. Alt-Windows-C. Alt-Windows-C. And that opens a dialogue 
where you can respond to an incoming call. You arrow up and down to the choice you want to make. And this, this works for Teams. Um, uh, it also works for Skype. So don't forget that command. I think you might find it useful. Again, Alt-Windows-C puts you in a dialog, and you can arrow up and down through the options and press Enter uh, without having to Alt-Tab through all the windows that at least I have open all the time. Okay. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, one more for JAWS. If you need to see time in minutes and seconds, okay, so for your clock, there are times you need to be much more precise than you normally would. I want to, obviously, you know that if you press uh, insert F12, JAWS speaks the time. 3.52 p.m. Which tells me I'm almost to the bottom of the hour we have together. But if I press control insert F12, on my keyboard, it's a little bit of a finger exercise. Control, insert F12. 3.52.54 p.m. 3.52 and 54 seconds. Okay. So JAWS will actually tell you the seconds if you need that. Okay. So a lot of different things, a lot of new stuff that's coming up. Um, you know, I hope you'll have time to, to play with that, to experience these new things. And I think you're going to find a lot of these are really useful. I really hope if you're a Braille user and you have a focus display, a Brilliant, uh, you will take some time and experiment with this. Um, just really quickly, for those of you who use Zoom text, I know I didn't. I, I gave you kind of short shrift. Um, we've got a new inverted mouse pointer scheme. So it's a new pointer uh, enhancement. It's available in Zoom text and in Fusion, of course, because if you run in Fusion, you're running Zoom text. So uh, if you're using uh, other pointer schemes, it's always solid. If you do the inverted scheme, you can actually see through the mouse pointer to some extent. So it makes it easier for a lot of people to position the mouse. Um, and you, if you need to, you can make the mouse bigger. It covers more area. But if you use the inverted pointer, it won't actually obscure completely the area it's covered. You can see through it. Um, Mouse pointer sizes were always, you know, small, medium, large. We've now changed that so that uh, for, for some people, medium was too small and, and, and large was too big. <laughs> so we've refined this feature so that you can actually, uh, you know, there are gradations of size between those two. Okay. Extra large was too big. Large was too small. Excuse me. Um, now you can actually incrementally change the size, okay? We changed the way the mouse was displayed. Um, we can do single wedge pointing toward the cursor. Pardon me just a minute. <coughs> okay, the allergies are starting to get me here. Um, so you've got single and, and, and double wedges. So there's some, some big changes uh, that might be useful to you in Zoom text. And we've also done some <laughs> some performance improvements um, in the way the magnification engine works and the responsiveness of Zoom text. Uh, so we've done a lot of work under the hood in Zoom text. So we kind of fast tracked it. I spent some time in split Braille and, of course, with face um, recognition here. Um, so final questions? Ah, we do have a raised hand. Okay. 
Mary Carla Hayes. Please. Um, is there a place, uh, I don't get to join this call very often because I'm teaching school, but we had a half day. Is there a place where we can get details on all this? Because I was trying to take notes and keep up That's as well as I could. So could you show me where to do that? Absolutely. So uh, you just want to go to into JAWS help. You press insert J. JAWS context menu option submit. Yeah. Now, if the, if the JAWS screen pops, I've got mine running from the system tray. Don't worry about that. Insert J takes you to the JAWS window. Press Alt-H. Command search insert. Help. And then arrow up. Check for updates. Dot, dot, dot. License. Check. check. Command message. Training. JAWS help topics. Keyboard command. What's new? Okay. W. What's new? Finally, I got you there. And just press enter. enter. Leaving menus. Once you pick a topic and press enter. So now you've got, visually, you've got that split screen. So press F6 if you're doing this using speech and Braille. F6. Page has 25 headings and 4 links. What's new heading level 1? What's new in JAWS? JAWS question. Here's everything I've covered. Insert J. Uh, open the help with Alt-H or H if you're running from the system tray. Arrow down to what's new and press enter. Okay? And then F6 to move to that window. Thank you. And then if you want to make a cheat sheet, you can copy and paste or, you know, copy out of here and paste somewhere else. You're welcome. Anybody else? Let's see. And I, I know nope. we've covered. We have no things. more raised hands. No problem. We've we've completed it pretty well, I think. Um, you know, we've we've covered the high points. Um, I appreciate again everybody uh, writing along, and in this case, writing quick. I, I think we've covered quite a bit. Again, I'd urge you to the split braille. I'd urge you to uh, follow the directions I just gave you to get to the what's new. You can also find that on our website. Um, you know, look, follow the links on the new releases and look at the what's new documents from there. And if you're a Zoom text user, again, play more with those. JAWS user, play, play with the changes, get to know them, get to use them. Um, I hope to hear from a lot of folks you guys are, are messing with split braille. And I would love, very much love to hear the scenarios you're using in split braille. If you're starting to take advantage of it, man, I want to hear about that. My contact information is rmiller, R-M-I-L-L-E-R, -L -L -E at vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O dot com, rmiller at vispero dot com. And I, I'm a brailster, have been from a long time, so I've got an interest in this. I've been involved in our Braille products. So the, the, the Zoom text changes are very worthwhile, and I think you'll find them very useful. Um, I am, I, I'm not able to use that, uh, but for me, I've got a, a kind of a strong focus on Braille, so I'd love to hear what you're doing. Always check out our training pages, um, freedomscientific.com slash training, freedomscientific.com slash training. You'll find links to all kinds of good information um, including past webinars that we presented, uh, teaching resources for TVIs and everybody. So don't forget that webpage as well. And uh, it has been good, again, to be with you guys uh, in ACB community. And uh, I would tell you what we're doing next week, but I haven't looked at the schedule yet. <laughs> so um, hopefully I will see you guys again next week at ACB community.